Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. All right. Hey, guys. Lane here, uh, your rich uncle. Now, we talk a lot about, like, you know, growing our money, investing our money. And, you know, where does this all start, right? Well, I started with investing in rental properties. Um, was really good with my money, really frugal. And I want to show you guys what I used to use back in the day. This is when, it, when I was in my early 20s. And really in my late 20s also, I used this tool. But today I don't do anything even remotely close to this level of detail. But I think this allowed me to get myself uh, on the right path to financial freedom by really allowing myself to forecast with this tool and to really nail down a budget. Um, so I'm gonna walk you through this model and um, it's gonna be a little weird, I think, or a little bit, you're, you're probably gonna wonder like, why the heck is he like monitoring this stuff? And geez, this takes a really long time. And yeah, this a lot of this is like kind of a waste of time. But um, I think this is the type of stuff that you have to do when you're starting out. You really wanna get a grasp of how much money you spend, how much money you save, it's kind of like people who like really get into like the paleo diet or the zone diet where they measure all their food, all the macronutrients, grams, fats, carbs, and they kind of, you know, really create all these like plastic dishes of all their pre-made meals. It's really meticulous. It's a kind of a waste of time. And it's a little, definitely a lot neurotic actually. But after a while, you start to realize that, you know, you understand what a portion of, you know, meat meat is, right? As opposed, like you know, it looks like this. As opposed to like a big honking chunk of, you know, two pounds of meat as a serving. But anyway, getting back to this, I'm gonna kind of walk you through my spreadsheet here. So there's there's two tabs here, and I'll put this um, for you guys to download, so you guys can download um, a cleaned up version without all my junk in here. But it's made up with two tabs. So there's the cash flow tab, and what this one allows me to do is kind of forecast and kind of look at what's happening in the future. So you, you kind of look at the dates here from October through uh, you know, August 2022, it kind of goes by month. Here is the um, kind of what I'm you know spending my money on and what money I'm making. So you kind of break this down. This is like my job. Um, this was, you know, these are, aren't really actual numbers here. You know, I think I kind of messed up some of the numbers in the past couple of years when I haven't been using this. Um, this was kind of my rents from my cash line rentals back in the day. This is, I used to put money in my Roth and, and I would only put it once a year, but I, I would kind of forecast and use this as a reminder to put into here. Um, I think that actually, the time I actually used this was in 2016. So a lot of this is super old. Um, I would put money to an HSA, uh, and then I would also make um, some extra payments to my mortgages, which I definitely don't recommend that, right? The, the debt is the good part of this stuff. You don't want to pay it down. That's one of the many things that, you know, it's just the, the mistakes I think most people make. Car loans, car payment, and this is what I clumped together as like all my kind of fixed expenses, my overhead, just my rent, utilities, TV, internet, cable, cell phone, all kind of went on this line. Um, and you know, you're probably wondering like $3,000. I think 
something went wrong. I think something in the spreadsheet went wrong. So I think I was making at least like 60 to 70, 80 grand per year, but I don't know how it came up to 3,300. Maybe I think it backed out the, all the withheld insurance and 401k stuff. That's what's going on. But if that, this, if you kind of look at like the, the color coding, this light color was all my fixed expenses and fixed income. Um, I also broke it out with food, entertainment, shopping, and eating out, and I went in here. This darker teal color, these are more of the variable expenses, but I wanted to really forecast it. Um, something like contingency, I kind of rolled out every year as a certain percentage of all my expenses. And I kind of thought I would spread it across by the month, whereas like all the things that like vacation, insurance, car repairs, assuming that I'm going to get into a car accident, I would put here at the end of the year, and let's just say my car broke and $1,000, what I would probably do is I would come here and I would deduct the 100000 bucks, and that would decrease that line item. So as the year went by, I would take it down. So if nothing happened, I would just kind of assume that would I would get hidden in December. But if nothing happened, then, well, you know, we found the extra six, $7,000 of money that I could put to investing. Um, taxes, right? This is where I would forecast my taxes. I had a pretty in-depth, like, estimating tool what that was. And any miscellaneous random stuff would be here. This would be my cash flow number, which is essentially, I took all my income minus expenses. And this is what it was per month. Kind of see how it goes up and down and for those of you guys look at you know the, the rental properties or the large syndication deals this is what i i kind of take back and when i'm looking at my investments on a high level i look at all right well, how's our income going and then how's the expenses tracking you know, and then ultimately what is the property income or in this case as your personal finance world what is your monthly cash like what is your net and that kind of fed into this um, on the top here was kind of like this moving average in a way I kind of created. You can kind of see the formulas here. 12 plus, I used to be a lot smarter with these types of formulas and more near as sharp as I am today with this type of stuff. But that's how it is. <laughs> the more money you get, you know, the more dumb you can get. So this is also a tracker on my liquidity, how much liquidity I had. And this is super important because basically since I graduated college in 2007, all the way up to 2015, still buying rentals, it was pretty much the same game. Save up 30, 40 grand, buy another rental. Save up 30, 40 grand, buy another rental. So I was like constantly, when am I gonna save up another 30, 40 grand? And it typically took me anywhere from like a year, year and a half at the very beginning, but things, things really start to steamroll. This is where you start to build financial freedom, get to that freedom number. So this that's what I use to kind of model and forecast, like, oh, I'll be able to buy the next one in June 2021. And I'm gonna start to make plans in March to look for that next property. So this and this is where we kind of branch off to the other parts of the spreadsheet. You know, the liquidity pulls from this portion here on the left side. And this, what I use is kind of my living tracker. And you'll see in my next video that I have on how do I keep track of all my expenses today. It's, it's like about the 10th of com complex is this thing, or maybe in 5% as complex. But you can see like my same 
the same thing that's consistent in the, the chakra I use today and this one is that the assets and liabilities are kind of headgear or at least the, the monthly assets and monthly liabilities here. Notice that you don't have like what's on my like my mortgages because after a while when you own so many properties you just don't put it on here. It's just not appropriate. You're gonna go crazy tracking the whole thing like how I did. I tried to do up here. Um, we'll get into that. But anyway, so like the assets are like what's in my bank accounts. I had several. I have a lot. Always have a lot of bank accounts for some strange reason because back in the day I was really tracking to get the best interest rate possible. I would like do really stupid things like I would like to use my debit card 12 times to get an extra 2% um, on these rewards checking accounts and today I don't do this type of stuff because it's a waste of my time but in the beginning my first 10 years doing this stuff you know time was not very valuable to me and I needed money so I did this type of stuff I mean you guys can read all about my cheapo ideas at simplepassivecashflow.com slash cheapo now, if you're getting over $100,000, $250,000 net worth, you're starting to get away from that type of mentality. But I think a lot of you guys listening are the younger folks trying to get off the ground. You're going to have to do this budgeting. I know it's really lame. And you're going to have to find ways to cut corners, save money, or make more money, in fact. Uh, here's the liabilities here. Like, you know, what I kind of went every month and I would check out my credit cards. Actually, I probably do this every couple weeks. And I would go through here and I would just kind of go through all my, my American Express, my Capital One cards, my Chase cards, my City cards, my Barclay cards. I would just log in. And this is what I'd be doing, I think, every week for a while. Even though it took a long time. But I enjoy doing this stuff for some strange reason. And, you know, I'll kind of pause right here. Like, this stuff can consume you, right? But And I will also, like, urge you guys, like... What I see a big mistake a lot of folks making is they make a spreadsheet as advanced as this or much more advanced and they waste all this freaking time doing this stuff. Find ways to make money or save money so you can make more money to invest. Try not to waste your time. And when I mean wasting time, I'm talking about like hours in the evening. Right? If you're spending more than like four hours a week on this stuff, you're wasting your freaking time, guys. Find ways to make more money and add value into the world because when you add value into the world, that's where you make your wealth. Not looking at your spreadsheet and making and like figuring out what these cool like formulas are. And I admit this one right here, this one was pretty cool. But that moving average thing. I learned that at school at UW. So what this did is it kind of allowed me to see um, it calculated my how much liquidity I had this month and then with the cash flow it summed up how much cash flow was having. And I got really clever on how I built these these trackers. It would kind of you know, use the dollar sign to fix the cell and you sum it over with you know this moving summation so that you can look forward, like, you know, this is funny because this is today is the middle of 2021. Um, obviously, you know, my life has changed drastically, but it's kind of funny what I thought I would predict um let me see what are we going to show you guys next um let's go to this bottom part here so this this is where i would just use a spreadsheet to write myself notes today i have a much different type of tracker a lot of this stuff i don't really even pay attention to like if you can notice like i didn't have a life back then um, i was single <laughs> so like i would do things like hey i have to pay my taxes on this day um 
I have to back up my computer, I have to book my dentist appointment. You know, things that you would think that are really bit basic, but I just wanted to get it out here because as I would move through this tracker sheet, what I would do is I would I would cut this part out and I would slide it back here and here's the old stuff. And for a while there, I had like a chart. You don't see it here, but there was a graph, graphing my network and all this stuff. Somewhere along the line, the graph got broken. And the data, I kept on changing the things that I would measure as you know, I got a little bit more um, sophisticated or lack thereof, I actually simplified things as things went along. So, so this was just a little bit of a, a checklist reminder for me. And I was able to cut and paste this, cut and paste this many, many times. And what I would do is like, I actually just made this run out to, I was like a hundred years old because I figure I die around year a hundred and but, you know, I started the spreadsheet a long time ago where you couldn't make this many cells on a spreadsheet. Like they really limited it on, on you. But for, in the beginning, I kind of made it where you know, this would pull from this template here, this yellow part, and that would propagate all these other cells, including the fixed stuff like the vacation contingency miscellaneous. So like, for example, say I wanted to bump up the contingency every month, if I just change these cells, it'll change all these others because I'm just cloning this over. Uh, for you Excel wizards out there, you guys are probably getting off on this stuff as I did because, I don't know, maybe I just did this at work a lot, just wasting you know, company time all the time. But, you know, when I, again, don't waste your time doing this type of stuff and just kind of take this as a little insight of how my brain works. Um, I would also like forecast and kind of make plans below here, you know, what I would like in life in the year 2022, 2023, things like that. And it's part of it was like, right now it's kind of cool to go back and a lot of it got deleted along the way, but it's kind of cool to go back and see what I thought I would be and what I was thinking over my goals at the time. But anyway, let's transition up to this top portion right here. So a lot of this was where I attempted to, on the first couple on, uh, lines here, I was attempting to figure out well, what is my annual net? How much cash flow am I accumulating to my net worth every month? And it had a couple different ones where it would pull from different areas or it would take the, the one year moving average, uh, three month moving average, I think. But this is like, if you watch all the coaching calls, this is like a very common question that I talk to all the investors about. It's like, all right, well, I don't care what you make. I just care what you get at the end of the year, which includes, you know, your cash savings and what you put to the retirement accounts, even though I don't think you should do it, right? Basically, what is your net worth growing? Because I want to see what velocity you're growing at. Um, based on this, you know, I'm able to net $3,000 a month. So that's like about $36,000 a year. And that's cool, right? I think that's where you really want to get to at the very least. Now you're starting to move. Now you're starting to buy one rental property that's $100,000 with a $25,000, $30,000 down payment. So that was why I measured that because like what I would be doing is, I'll show you this theoretical tab. So the theoretical tab is kind of like what my monthly budget was, um, how I built it. And this is where I would kind of keep myself in line for different categories. Now on the top here is what I was contributing out of my paycheck for um, what came out with Roth, HSA, all the, you know, if you had a TP, the TPS, 
Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I... That's the TPS reports, but the TSP, if you're working for the government or 401k or 403b, those which you take out of there. This is all like the the Medicare, all this, the self-employment tax, stuff that would come out. And this is like where I really geeked out on this. I don't know why, like I would always like to get it to like the nearest 10 cents. I don't exactly what I would get on my paychecks. And here's my cash flow for my rentals. This is where, you know, this was kind of a late addition. I didn't have this my first five years because I didn't really have that many rentals, but I, I added this in. And, you know, this, I'm making like 27 grand here a year, yet I would waste my time tracking this little stupid thing to the, to the 10, the, to the dime, $731 per year. And like, and again, that's like, does this really matter? No, but this is the kind of stuff I neurotically geeked out on back in the day. And there's the car loans and maybe I had two cars or there's some other car, you know, I, I, this is the nice thing about making these Excel spreadsheets. You know, you know how you, you can manipulate them as your life changes because you made them. Uh, all these blue things are like what the cells underneath some up to. So like here are the rental, the, that big rent utility line, which I discussed here, this one, these are the things that kind of went into it. And in the beginning, I would, you know, break out electricity, phone, bank, um, the food. What I would do at one time was like, I would break out you know, the entertainment and, and I'm eating out. I used to use a system or mint.com, but I realized like a lot of the, the transactions would get all jacked up after a while. And I, I would spend all this time categorizing, which took a lot of time, which was a waste of time, by the way. At, um, what I realized after I did it for like, you know, a few months, I got the hang of it. Um, I don't know. Some people, they need it, right? And I think you guys need to have the self-awareness to figure out if you need it yourself. Um, here are the variable costs and it just drove into the blue lines and the blue lines got carried over into this tracker. At one time, I had every single one of these categories on this tracker and it was a freaking mess. It was just all over the place. So I consolidated them and made it more detailed on here. So I had a couple places where, you know, the cash savings would kind of reconcile down here based on the sum of all these. And I would also sum up this. So between two estimators, I kind of had two data points to kind of give me a good check on where my, on how much money I was able to save to ultimately forecast on when I would be able to save up 30 grand to buy a rental property. So let's go over this top part again, jump back there. Um, again, that was the theoretical tab. We'll come back to this. Here's where I attempted to model out the mortgages as I paid them down. I have another spreadsheet that figures out the uh, all the mortgages. Um, if you guys go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash club, sign up for the club there, you're gonna get access to the share drive with all that big mortgage calculator, which allows you to figure out all, all what these numbers are as it goes down your amortization schedule every month. Again, you don't, I mean, you don't need to do this. It's a waste of time, but here's what I did because what I wanted to do is I wanted to figure out my equity growth. And I mean, pause there. I mean, it is, this is all kind of a waste of time, but the value there, what I realized is like, I saw the equity growing. 
right? The difference between here and here was a couple thousand dollars times 10 properties. You know, $20,000 was what my net worth grew just for the tenants paying down my mortgage, not even including any of the cash flow. And I was like, oh, this is cool, right? Because here I am trading my time for money, you know, after all like the 401k withdrawals and the Medicare, Medicaid, all that, that type of stuff. I was only really bringing home this much, yet my rentals were bringing home this much and cash flow. And this is where I really got the big grand scheme of things and really started to see the big picture. I also have my, my car lease on here, my HSA. Um, at some point, we started to implement uh, infinite banking. And this was kind of another line item I wanted to track. Um, you know, I started investing HP. You know, this is, I just kept it here because I, what I wanted to do is track my assets. But through the years, I stopped doing this because it just got ridiculous because I started to go into like dozens of private placements and it just would be ridiculous. Um, so again, another video will show you how my kind of tracker is done today. Uh, here was something else I learned. I read a book, I believe it was like Millionaire Next Door, but they came up with this formula of like, there are two types of people positive accumulators of wealth and negative accumulators of wealth, basically sinkers and floaters. So they had this line, I think the formula was something to do with your take home pay um, at 10% every year times your birthday or something like that. But they said, you know, here's kind of like the linear line that's ever increasing and I always, I, it, it was such an arbitrary formula or just random formula and it really didn't mean much, but for some strange reason, I won't, I fixated on it for just a little bit part of my life and I started to track it. And you know, really, at that point, I started to track my net worth more. And it, the net worth to me is like, that's, that's the end all be all. That's the score as far as financial um, well-being goes. And that's what you want to see. You want to see it keep going up and up and up and up. But, you know, I suggest a lot of you younger guys make something similar here. Um, you know, at the very least, take this theoretical tab and break this down. And also make sure you keep yourself accountable. If you're going to put down, you're going to spend $500 on entertainment, shopping, and restaurant, track it and keep yourself accountable. Because I think that's where things go off the rails. Another common thing I see is like the vacations. I mean, geez, people can blow 10, 20 grand right there really fast, especially if you have a family. The other things out here that I would track would be here. This is, I mean, this kind of just shows I'm a little embarrassed by the like, but I would have all these like formulas and calculators here that I would make just to figure out like quick math and I should buy something or not. Um, here's a weird one. Like I would like, figure out, is it worth it to me to go to Costco with this credit card that gave me 4% or go to the Arcold gas station where I could use my 5% cashback credit card? And what was the end of the, the cost per gallon after the, all of this stupid exercise I did? <laughs> uh, I would also have a calculated cost of vehicle ownership. Again, my, my ideas on like, car ownership, leasing, etc., has changed over the years. 
used to think leasing was cool for a while, but I'll have another video talking about all car ownership and what I think people who should you know, who like cars, what they should do, and other people who just are for the bottom. Um, they just want the, the most value thing to do. And they're not too concerned about riding around in a beat up old car. Uh, here is kind of my, what I use to calculate my annual taxes every year. I built this little spreadsheet and I would be constantly updating this thing. The yellow was the stuff that I would fill in and a lot of things needed to be updated, right? Like, you know, the HSA amounts or Roth amounts went up and down every year. So I would update the date here. Or, you know, I would update the, the tax brackets. Last time I did this was like in 2017. And then I would also have like this thing here where I would like, if I wanted to buy something that was more than $100 at one time. And then I think it went to $500 as I started to get a freaking life. But I would like, I would write it down here and I would like ask myself, when do I want it? And then make a savings plan. Um, today, I kind of just buy whatever I want um, that I need, right? That's how I live today. And I think you get to that point, but unless you kind of tighten the belt up like I did here, you don't really get to that point. And again, the, what you need to do is you got to save at least $30,000 a year to get the two investments and let that cook for five years at least, buying more rental properties, going into syndication deals, and getting your assets up. Um, after a while, it's, you know, just kind of becomes a beast for you. But I think that's it. Um, you know, so as your rich uncle here, hope you got a little taste of how my brain operated when I was younger. Um, this is what got me off the ground, right? Like I, I didn't make six figures right out of college, but I was able to save at least, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year um, by being cheap and frugal. And the important thing is I didn't use that money to go buy stupid stuff with. I used it to buy rental properties that put more money in my pocket where I was getting the built up equity, you know, on ten properties, just a quick match here, maybe twenty grand a year went to my net worth column not even including you know, the two to $3,000 of cash flow, and all on top of my paycheck. And, you know, you do this for, usually I see like anywhere from three to seven years, depending how much money you're able to net. I mean, your life will drastically change. Most of the clients that I have at simplepassivecashflow.com, you know, they're able to get out of the rat race um, within a very reasonable amount of time, five to 10 years or less. But if you got any questions on anything you saw in this video, type it into the comments below and uh, be on the lookout for the next video where I kind of go through my current uh, budget tracker today. And uh, yeah, like, like and share. And uh, also, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.